This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast. There was even more expectation than usual around this year's spring budget. It's going to take this country and the whole world a long time to recover from this extraordinary economic situation. But we will recover. This budget meets the moment with a three-part plan to protect the jobs and livelihoods of the British people. If Rishi Sunak's challenges were unenviable in 2020, his tasks for the future look even more unpalatable. Today's property patter is going to look at some of the key contents of the Chancellor's spring budget. And I'm delighted to be joined for this review by Harmon Baines, one of our tax specialists here at Charles Russell Speechley's. Economic conditions in the UK remain fragile. Um, It seems to me, Harmon, that the Chancellor is looking to nurture the current recovery of the economy for now, rather than delivering any significant shocks. Is that a fair summary of the spring budget? Were there any major changes we should be noting? Unsurprisingly, there, there was a real focus on providing immediate support to protect jobs and livelihoods. Um, statistics like the UK economy shrank by 10% last year and 700,000 people have lost their jobs since the pandemic began, meant that um, the support measures that were in place, most of which have been extended. So the furlough scheme extended until the end of September, two further self-employed um, income support scheme grants, which are numbers four and five now, um, available to be claimed. The £20 weekly uplift in universal credit, which comes to about 1000 a year, has been extended for another six months. Um, and on the rates side, no increases in income tax, capital gains tax or inheritance tax rates. The nil rate band of 325000 and the residence nil rate band for inheritance tax of 175000 have both remained as it is, as has the annual exemption of 12,300 for capital gains tax. Um, Those rates have remained frozen until April 2026. But um, on the other side, the Chancellor has signalled the need to start collecting taxes to pay off our debts. So um, two noteworthy points, the income tax personal allowance will rise as planned to 12,570 from April 2021, and then will be frozen until 2026. Um, And the higher rate threshold um, will also rise as planned to 50,270 in April 2021 and remain frozen until April 2026 as well. So I guess on that side, I would just say that inflationary increases in salaries will result in more people's income being taxed at the higher income tax rates. Um, And then when you consider things that are on the horizon, such as increases in council tax, public sector pay freezes, universal credit uplift of £20 a week going in six months time, some people are calling this more of a stealth tax, if anything. And then on the business side, Corporation tax is increasing to 25% in April 2023, which is still one of the lowest rates in the G7, but small businesses with profits less than 50,000, and that's around 70% of trading companies will continue to be taxed at these 19% called the small profits rate, and there'll be a taper above 50,000 introduced so that only businesses with profits greater than 250,000 will be taxed at the full 25% rate. and actually, interestingly, a SNAP YouGov poll 
um, found that 69% of people approved this, this hike with only 11% disapproving. Um, I guess that's because it's more of an easy win. Um, having large businesses that can shoulder the tax burden is probably more palatable because it doesn't affect ordinary people. So I, I guess just to conclude, we could probably expect to see more measures come um, over the next year as we start to come out of this. And Richard Shun like to say that steps two and three of his plan are to fix public finances and build the future economy. But for now, it is more a matter of protecting jobs, livelihoods, and people. Yeah, and that's you know that's obviously important, not least from a, vo- a votes point of view. Um, really interesting what you say, actually. I mean, I'm glad I haven't got your job in trying to remember all those different <laughs> different rate, rates and dates. Um, and I hadn't appreciated. It's very interesting, you know, the 2026. You know, clearly this sort of planning quite a a while ahead. Uh, and the income tax news certainly won't be welcomed by many people. But it, you know, it's interesting how there have been some favourable reactions that you mention. Um, and of course, this is all about, you know, as you say, it's about people's lives, isn't it? It's about, it's about the real world. I mean, I was reading online about about the implications of, of some of these announcements. And, you know, in the construction industry alone, um, 193,000 jobs uh, were supported by the furlough scheme uh, at the end of December. So, you know, that extension of the furlough scheme is going to have a real impact, as you say, people's lives, but also on the construction industry. Um, and you know, all these measures are going to have an impact on, on how people feel able to spend in the economy as well. So it is just one big circle, isn't it, really? Um, but let's narrow down into a couple of the points, you know, particularly, obviously, with my property powder hat on. Um, for property investors, the decision to extend the cut to stamp duty land tax will probably be well received. Um, but I've seen that the relevant threshold is going to be changed over a seven month period. So it's almost like weaning people off this lower rate that we've had in place. Uh, what's that designed to achieve? Do, do we think that current timetable will stick? I, th- I think so. And I think this is an easy win for the Chancellor. Um, it continues to boost the property market, stop transactions falling apart by purchasers who have just missed the deadline, then just withdrawing. And it um, clearly has huge public support. So just to just to recap, so the Nuit band for SDLT will continue to be 500,000 until the end of June, and then to ease the transition back to normal um, from the 1st of July to the end of September, it will be 250,000. Um, so double the um, the usual standard amount of 125,000, which will kick in from the 1st of October. So yeah, we've just got a, um, a huge demand at the moment. A lot of people have taken up this SDLT holiday and with coronavirus, more and more conveyances, solicitors, councils, estate agents, people are working from home and that's leading to delays as well. So I actually read a statistic estimating that there are currently a, 628,000 sales still going through, and one in five of them are those that have been agreed in July last year when the announcement first came in. So there is a logjam, and it's hoped that this will just ease that pressure. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, isn't it? Because I'm, I hadn't really thought about that, but I'm sure that must be right, that, that transactions will have been slowed up by the practicalities of trying to progress these things with everybody working from home. And yeah, stamp duties, it's never a, a popular tax. So cutting it, uh, I'm sure, is a, a, a very welcome move or, or keeping the cut in place, as I say. Uh, so I, I guess we'll just have to watch and 
see how it affects the market. Um, there was also this other announcement about the new mortgage guarantee system, which seems to, again, offer a potential boost for the market. Do you think that will work or will it lead to homes becoming more unaffordable or indeed, you know, my concern, it sort of screams out to me about wider debt problems coming in the future, a bit like we saw in the 2008 recession. Are we heading towards people borrowing more than they can afford again, do we think? If that's a good point. It, it, I mean, I'll start with a recap um, and then give, give you my thoughts. So from April, first-time buyers and existing homeowners will be able to purchase homes worth up to 600000 with a deposit of just 5%. So this is 95% mortgages. Um, and actually, I saw a post um, on Twitter from the Chancellor in which there's a statistic that there have only been, um, or there only were, eight low-deposit mortgage products available nationwide as of January 2021. So... A lot of these have gone, and, uh, and this is essentially helping to turn generation rent into generation buy. And how the, how the scheme works is that the government pledges to repay lenders some of their losses if buyers default on their mortgage repayments for any reason, um, to encourage lenders to reintroduce low deposit mortgages. Um, and it already has big lenders backing the scheme, Lloyds, HSBC, NatWest, Santander, Barclays, and later Virgin Money. A couple of things I would say just just to summarise on that, there aren't enough properties on the market coming on to satisfy increased buy demand that the scheme will likely bring. So if more people do choose to trade up, this could help open up more choice at the start of the property ladder and help those first-time buyers get onto the property ladder. Uh, but I do think there are things to be concerned about. 95% um, mortgages are riskier for the lender, so interest rates are probably going to be higher um, you'll probably find it harder to move on to another mortgage when your current deal ends because lenders prefer people with more equity in their properties. And then there's also the big worry about negative equity if the value of your home falls. So I guess on the one hand, it is helping people get onto the property ladder to start with. But um, on the other hand, the long-term financial impact will be felt. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, I was amazed to discover actually, because I was speaking to my mortgage advisor for my stepdaughter actually and um and when she told me that you know basically trying to get a 25 or even a 90 percent mortgage would you know would be really really difficult um shows you how long <laughs> since since i had to worry about these things you know I, i'm not going to reveal my age but you know it has been a while since i took out my first mortgage um but you know i remember uh, and this was funnily enough just not long before the 2008 recession um you know i get getting a 100% mortgage was not really that difficult let alone 25% yeah it just wasn't a problem i mean i self certified one of my mortgages yep i can afford it <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean funnily enough we then had the 2008 recession because people borrowed what they couldn't afford you know and that was a problem so hence you know i i heard that announcement and it gave me a little bit of cause concern i think my other concern speaking with my hat on is that Actually, there's a, in my view, a more fundamental problem going on with the property market. I mean, I think this will lead to prices will go up because people can afford to buy. And as you say, you know, there's not much actual supply. And so we all know how that works out. Uh, there actually is another problem going on with the property market, which is that the, the cladding problems are causing stagnation. You know, we've got a lot of flats where people can't sell them because they haven't got mm. the 
EWS1 certificate and there's a whole, you know, we haven't got time today to go into um, the various practical issues that there are with getting those certificates. But, you know, it's a real problem because the government haven't stepped in and said that, you know, actually that's where, in my view, they need to start giving some guarantees because people can't get their flats onto the market. They can't, you know, people, purchasers can't get the mortgages to buy these flats. And so if you, you know, if you assume that a lot of the people who buy flats are your first time buyers, the people trying to get on that housing ladder, that end of the market isn't moving like you need it to um i think there's a real problem there so i'm pleased to see the chancellor encouraging mortgage providers to to be a bit more flexible with their mortgages uh much as i had some slight concerns throwbacks to 2008 but i think really is half the story from the perspective of of potential buyers and sellers i think you know they need to look at these flats they need to look at this cladding issue and they need to get that sorted so that the whole market can move um, and and just increasing supply as well prices are just artificially going up and up and up and people can borrow up to six hundred thousand with just a five percent deposit so yeah i can see that causing real problems yeah, I can too. I have to watch this space. But Rishi, if you're listening, can you look at the cladding, please? <laughs> um, uh, support for businesses. Let's move on from the residential side. I mean, support for businesses, uh, you touched on it when we started this podcast. Um, obviously, that is going to remain really key for the recovery of the economy. You know, as we said, at the end of the day, support for businesses leads down to individuals' lives, doesn't it? What, what did the Chancellor have to offer on that front? So we had the uh, tax rise on corporation tax on the one end and then on the flip side we've got a couple of measures for some extensions the 5% VAT rate for hospitality accommodation and attractions have been extended to the end of September and then after that it'll be an interim rate of 12.5% until the end of March and then from April 2022 it will return to the usual 20% rate Um, and then the 100% business rates holiday for retail hospitality and leisure properties have been extended to the end of June Um, as well. After that, 66% business rates relief until the end of March. So that's welcome. Um, Those businesses, especially um, those forced to close due to coronavirus, are getting that support. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll want more. Uh, I think after everything that hospitality and retail have been through I think um, they're probably not going to be off the Chancellor's agenda for quite a while but uh, it's a good start I suppose isn't it it's 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 better than nothing. Um, It's definitely a step in the right direction and I'll be interested to see what happens in the autumn budget. Yes that's true we'll have to um, we'll have to repeat this podcast when we have the uh, the, the autumn budget and uh, let's hope by then that the world will have reco- returned to some level of normality I'm hoping to have had at least my vaccination by then <laughs> let alone a drink with five friends um, well thanks very much Harman that's been a really useful uh, summary of the key changes from the spring budget uh, as I say we'll definitely pick up with you again for for the autumn as well um, and to our listeners obviously there's more detailed materials about the budget on our website and we'll include links so that you can find those easily Uh, but in the meantime thanks very much to Harmon um, and uh, stay safe thank you this is a charles russell speechley's podcast